0: Hello, and welcome to the Soccer Speakeasy. Oh, I said that too loud. It's early. We're recording early here on Thursday morning, the 5th of September, 2019. Who ordered up 9.30? Was that Podfather?
1: I suggested yeah. 9 to 10 a.m., and then you said 9.30. Yeah. Well, 9 to 10, to 10 know, means yeah. we have
0: to get it done between 9 and 10. That's yeah. the way yeah. I read it. That yeah. was poor writing.
1: I to me, I that mean, mean, means... I'll see 10 a.m. can be the latest It can be scheduled
0: So here we are The crew on Saturday Suffered a one-to-one draw With the Chicagos In Moffray Stadium On alumni night Decent crowd 16 plus Good to see all the old players I chatted with more than a few of them The crew giving up a goal In the 115th minute Or whatever it was What was it? 94th 94th,
1: yeah Oh jeez
0: They're in 11th place 31 points in 30 games With 4 to go Uh, 33 goals for 44 against that's 31 points in 30 games four games to go see ya yep and it's a shame gentlemen we should talk about this off the the hop here but man they could they could have been right there they should have been right there I mean New England's got 39 in 6th place so crew 31 points England's got 39 points in 6. Toronto has 38 points in 7th place. And Montreal has 37 points, and they're in 8th place. And minus 14. So, I mean, Montreal is has a differential of, of minus 14th. They have 37 points, and they're they're knocking on the door. They're right on the bubble. And the crew is basically has um, any number of forks in their back at, at this point. They just really messed it up. Man, if you, if you want to use that phrase. Uh, that said... Let's gloss over quickly the uh, the game on Saturday uh, J- with Jacob Myers here, our crew beat writer, Kyle Robertson at K-Rob Photo. We have the podfather at the controls as per usual, Patrick Flaherty. Uh, Mike A-Race trying to keep these gentlemen reined in to some degree. Um, Jacob,
1: J- <laughs> that was a brutal loss.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. A- oh, wait, a or brutal not. tie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, but it <laughs> probably felt like more like a loss. Exactly,
1: that gets to the point it's and it's more than it these just keep building and building and something i asked after the game to Will Trap it's like do these type of results almost become can they be a rallying point of like okay we're right there but now we're a little ticked off to that's too late get for that, that, that next right that's what he said he's like i think you got to look at where it is in the season and the fact that they've had this many in a row pedro santos just straight up called it a mental issue right now and Porter said after a the game they got to get tougher all this stuff um Santos play, played very well again yeah. really nice goal atop the box there but yeah it's it's too little too late
0: I I didn't mind what Porter said after the game actually which is not not usual for me I I thought he he pretty much nailed it when he said that uh you know their defensive lapses late and their inability to finish. It did. It didn't ring. It didn't ring untrue, or uh, it didn't sound like. Um, it sounded real. It didn't yeah. sound like it was some kind of agenda item for him to cover after the game.
2: He's um, I mean, just speaking the truth. I mean, sometimes you know the players don't want to hear the truth, but it. You know, he's telling it how it is. Well, did he single anyone out and throw them under the bus, or was it? To my knowledge, no, yeah, not that, this that's, time. Yeah.
1: That's good. That's good. I'll single someone out if we want to go there. There you Whoa. go. I mean, the the 94th minute, and I think been a little I, – I haven't been as hard on this team as I should have been at some points this season, but a turnover in middle field from Will Trapp. Shield. Yeah. And then he kind of jogs back into the play, and they got like five or six guys in the box. A goal happens. That – I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem like those are the plays he, or the type of effort he gave the last few years for sure, but I mean, those things just can't happen. And the turnovers have happened a lot this year. I feel like you guys know more about this than me, but they've given the ball away a lot in the middle of the field, and that's where a lot of these goals scored against them have come from, turnovers.
0: Oh, just brutal, man. So they're three one and five in their last nine, and that was after the one thirteen and one, which uh, submarined their season essentially.
2: Yeah. I went, Ooh. Have you seen that awesome graphic uh, that MLS has, where it has the standings? And it was like week five, week six, cruise at the top, and then it's at just that thing.
1: <laughs> there. There were also like six teams ever that yeah. started the season through the first six games, yeah. averaging like two and a quarter points per match. Yeah. And you look at that chart. And it's like all these teams around the first through four spots, and then it's the crew just yeah. all the way at the bottom.
0: <laughs> well, Greg Berhalter's teams often started slowly, um, even struggled through midseason, but always picked up momentum and finished strong And what playoffs for his five years with, with with a couple deep So runs. you
2: can't go 15 games with, oh, yeah. with four points.
1: Yeah. I, and they're, they're proving that right yeah. now, Kyle. I mean, that's something that, even even through this good stretch, Porter has brought up all the time, it's like, look, I think, you know, this is this is better soccer. It's been muted because of that stretch, right. but you look at like that's the reason we're not making the playoffs yeah. essentially.
2: I mean, even if they went what, three, eleven and one, that puts you six more points. Even like you puts you right back in the you know
1: it's yeah, and it's that, not look, many results yeah. that would put them back in. That's
0: a, that's what really hurts if you're a crew right. fan, I imagine, is that the Eastern Conference, anyone can make make the playoffs. Right. I think my son's JV team has a shot right now. Yeah, yeah. The way he scored. yeah. Way, yeah. yeah. Well, he's he's not the striker, but he strikes at something. The point is that uh, the the conference is bad. It was all right there, even after one thirteen and one. And this is this has been a theme for the year. Jacob uh, is is late goals. Uh, you did a piece on it recently. What, what sort of stats can you throw out that, that'll make us cringe?
1: Yeah, I think, well, you look at the most recent home games, this fire, Toronto, um, Cincinnati, where they should have scored. And then you have, what, Seattle earlier in the year that they gave up a late goal. That should have been a tie. So you have those three games recently that should have been wins. That's, you know, six more points, a tie against Seattle, and then a late goal allowed in the 89th minute Colorado that's another tie. Eight points. They would be in the last playoff spot right now. 45
0: points. Yeah. They'd be in fifth or fourth. No, because no,
1: yeah. the three games, you just add two. You don't add yeah. three points. Well, we, we're not yeah. math majors. This is all true. Well, I wanted to ask you guys, because something that Porter keeps saying is. Hold on what? a sec. I have to clear this. Patrick, can he ask us a question? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Patrick, Give, Patrick, I got the okay. thumbs up. Go ahead. Has this team struggled to finish off games in the past? I, there are a lot of different ways to look at it. Um, the way I looked at it just on the surface is they won four games and tied another with goals scored in the 80th minute or later last year. Um, and what, that's 12, yeah. 13 points, and they I, made the playoffs by five I, points? I think,
2: I think the last couple of years has more been they've had the lead and they've kind of held on to it with you know, great goalkeeping and, you I, know, I, I don't think they... I would put it yeah. this way, Kyle, is, is Burhalter's teams were
0: always on the come in September. Yeah. By the time September rolled around, they were always on the come. I mean, there, there might have been an yeah. exception in there. But, I mean, th- that was, they were, y- you almost forgot their struggles early in midseason. And they had some awful runs through July uh, or, you know, very middling, mediocre Type yep. stuff going on, but they were always building, and they were always uh, they were always carrying momentum into into the late summer and, and right up to the
2: playoffs. Because yep. you never wanted to, you know, if 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 when they made the playoffs, other teams didn't want to play them. You know, they were the team that you'd say, "Oh, that's a tough matchup" because they're playing so well. Yes,
1: so, And you mentioned great goalkeeping. Yeah. They've definitely gotten that with Aloy yeah. Room lately. Um, Connor Maloney said, "I asked him, you know, the way Aloy's playing doesn't feel like he almost kind of like deserves a more positive result." And Connor's like, "Yeah, he deserves a shutout." Yeah. So that, that's good that you know the team kind of recognizes that. But yeah, he's been a great ad. I, I wrote about it last week. Yeah. Um, I think we've all documented. We're all we've all been pretty yeah. impressed, and he certainly kept them in that right. game too.
2: Well, I think you know everyone knew they had to get a goalie one sack left, but I I think. Most people knew that they weren't going to get the, uh, the same quality as Zach. So I think now that you can kind of see how he's played, that pe- I think I think fans should be happy that I mean, you're never going to you know get back a twelve million dollar, tra- you know, whatever it was back, you know. But I think it's the you know the it was about ten. Right. But it was a good well, find, is what you're saying. Right. right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like you're not going to that's a player exchange. you project right on your roster for as long as you right. can keep him. But I think they should, you know, crew fans should be happy knowing that I think they have an above-average goalkeeper. That's kind of what I'm kind of saying. It's not going into a game you're going to say, oh, boy, like, hope we can score three goals because we know our goalie's going to give up two. So I I, I think moving forward, I think they should be set in goal for a while.
0: Does your son have a nickname for him Yeah. No. he
2: loves the keepers. He does. He does. We'll get there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, try to force that. Let's go to questions, because one of them I know Ooh. is going to lead right to something we Jacob wants to speak about. And Patrick, should we let him talk
1: about what he wants to? Yeah. All right. No, you're the moderator, Mike. Yeah, but Patrick's the podfather, man. I think it's the first one there, too.
2: I was getting... Hold on. I'm bringing him up. It's, it I has, to do, it has to do
1: with the roster. Oh.
2: Let's roll through the questions. All right. Is there any future plans for a Speakeasy Aces Radio crossover episode? Oh, man. It, would this be like a...
1: Was it, was it ALF that was on Gilligan's Island? Wasn't that a crossover yeah. episode?
0: Wow. ALF was a great show. As is Ace Failing,
1: Ace's Radio. Which, <laughs> which isn't failing. Who's the is. ALF of our group and who's the ALF of their uh, group? Yeah,
0: now, now you're throwing <laughs> questions at us like, uh, like Keith Nas does here. <laughs> Will there ever be a crossover? Sure. Yeah. Let's say yes. Yeah. It says, uh, we, according
2: to Morgan Hughes, he goes, I'm 100% here for this, two of the top five MLS podcasts in the United States, a crossover event for the ages. What do you say, A-Race? Well, I it mean. Sounds
0: like a challenge. Technically, I, I think they're two of the five most popular MLS podcasts in the world because there's a million soccer podcasts and, and MLS-centric podcasts. We dominate the globe. So I mean, yeah, I
2: mean, they. I mean, if we go onto their show, I mean, they would actually have to talk soccer, right? No. Well, here's the
1: thing. <laughs> no, don't. Our listeners, I don't think are don't trust anybody. ready for the experience that is Aces Radio. All right. I next, certainly next wasn't. Step. We just gave a free plug here. All
2: right. Let's see here. Uh, will there be an international friendly next year? Has anyone no idea?
1: That, that stuff normally isn't announced till much later. I'm. I'm going to say yes, with no idea whether there is going to be or not. All right.
0: Because are they out of the they out of the cycle that uh, the pre court schedules yet? What do you mean? Uh, 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 do they actually have a? St- they're not trying to tank the market anymore. Uh, this year's schedule, I would th- I would year's think year's there schedule, is some
1: influence from this ownership on next year's schedule. The, the last three schedules this year included
0: were, were intended to, to kill the market. And, and uh, I think that okay. uh, it's... It, I mean, even manage, new management has, been, has said that uh, they'll have more say in how their schedule goes next year. And I would presume that that would include a friendly
2: all right are there any specifics to what the mlspa is asking for
1: i'll uh, i'll have a story on that probably next week or something um good I've, I've only gotten kind of generic responses what the thing i've heard most and i spoke to john kempen who is the uh, team rep for the players union he just says they want a more fair league and i think I asked him to define what that meant, and you know, basically, what he said was he right now you have to be like 28 with so yeah. many years of service to be a free agent or something. He just wants more opportunities for players as this league continues right. to grow.
2: More towards the pr- more towards the end of their they're not in their prime when they're hitting free agency, right?
1: Correct. Right. And I mean, I think they're coming from a case that the league's growing and they want it to be a top league, so. They're trying to meet an area where they can make sure they can get there. So, yeah, I'll have a story on that later. This will be a test because... uh, It's an inflection point is the way it was
0: described to me. Sure. And and if you look at uh, the leagues that are run well, uh, NBA, the baseball to a large degree, the NHL to a degree as well, there are... The trend has been to establish a partnership with the unions, um, avoid work stoppages and share revenue more evenly or more fairly. And uh, that's something the league, as its revenues grow, and I'm not sure when the, this TV contract is up, um, but for instance, to give you a, a local example, Zach Warensky and a bunch of other high-profile restricted free agents in the NHL uh, have yet to sign contracts and camp begins uh, on the 13th. And one of the contributing reasons why none of these high-profile free agents, Mitch Marner, Braden Point, and so on, uh, Charlie McAvoy, have, have yet to sign is because uh, they're probably the teams probably want to lock them up long-term, but they're probably looking for, like, three-year contracts because in that interim, and, you know, unrestricted free agency, when they qualify, comes into play. But the point is, within the next two years, there's going to be a new television contract, with uh, a larger revenue base, the cap's going to go up and these guys are going to want to see what they're worth on the market. Well, in MLS, there, there isn't any of that sort of give and take or revenue. I mean, MLS shares revenue among its owners. It's a single end- entity system, but the players, uh, I think, clearly aren't getting their, their fair cut of the pie and they are
2: the entertainers. But haven't they come a long way since the beginning though? Oh,
0: yeah. I mean, you know, since the beginning, I mean, there were guys making, you know, eight thousand dollars and uh the union was actually something that that uh, bubbled up here and was uh uh you know guys like will hesmer and brian carroll were uh at the forefront of the players union movement when it when it began and uh uh it might have been we like to say and it's a little overstated but sean mitchell and i like to say it was born at the tip top on gay street um uh, I remember that night among others and uh, uh, but anyway the association, the players association has a ways to go uh, as it evolves and uh, the league is going to have to come to the table with more of an open mind uh, as, as their revenues grow.
2: I also think travel will probably be a big part of that too. Oh. Think, Charter flights. Yeah, I think oh. that's uh, something they that have to the issue and figure out what what they're going to do and, and how to help out teams. Talk about a long way. Yeah. Pre-Union um,
0: and this was the penny pinching hunts um, there, there, there's a story I've heard told more than once about uh, the players wanted a uh, a, uh, a hot tub a spa at, at the, at the uh, training facility um, and uh, basically what the answer they got from management was sure take up a collection we'll go in half you know what I mean It's like, and some of these guys weren't making anything and uh, they were being asked to contribute to a hot tub by management
2: all right next question any indications from team management regarding the futures of college students and u18 players currently claimed by the team
1: what is that question asking guess in the academy Confused. like if there's any yeah targets in the yeah, academy possibly um i i know they have a lot of players in the academy at good programs like indiana which porter has a big connection to um Ac- there's at least one at akron um one at Stanford. I'll I'll have a list. I've compiled a list of just where those guys are, so people interested in the academy um, can look at that. Isn't
2: Greg's son in the academy?
1: Yeah, he's at North Carolina. He's actually uh, playing as a freshman.
2: I'm
0: curious about what they do at the academy, which has sort of evolved or devolved, as it were, uh, under the previous administration. And I know it's a a league mandate that has been from the beginning to invest – uh, in the academies and, and that uh, I think new ownership wants to do more with
1: I, I think I think that's absolutely right um, you know I, I think just having people who know how to be successful in MLS like you know Tim Bezpachenko has been very successful I think they, they know that's an area the academy that they want to continue to develop. And it seems like they got some good prospects, too. So I'll, I'll post something yep. at some point um, with a few of those guys. <laughs>
2: How many broths did you eat at Buck a Brat night? They didn't have
1: any in the uh, press box. I didn't get any. It's it really my fault. I, sh- I should have gone out and got
2: one. Did you have any, Mike? I, I did not. Right. That, so that my I'm a big is, Brat fan, though. My, my answer is zero. <laughs> All right. If the game against Bridgeview was a food, what food would it be? I said, um, I I thought like a...
1: It, there's two ways you can go with this. Like, it's good, and then when you reheat it, it's really bad. So I don't know, like, reheated French fries. But then you know, when you watch it over, I think you'll find well, how good you re- moments. How are you reheating it? Microwave or? Yeah, I've never put them in the oven, even though I probably should. When you or reheat so you, them, or just problem. throw them okay, out. Okay, try another analogy then. Quiche. It's it's fine after a few. It's fine after a few bites, but then you just get tired of it. I think it's like a Waffle House at 2 a.m. when you're
2: drunk. You think it's a good idea, and then you wake up in the morning, and you're like, whoa. That's probably good. That's good. All right, Um, let's see here. Uh, will the crew or should the crew resign Pedro? I hear his contract is up this year or next.
1: Yeah, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, I believe it's an option, so that starts with the club, and, and then it's up to the club and Pedro and his agent to negotiate a price. Yeah, I mean, they... He's got ten goals, and I'll, I'll have a story on that Sunday. Um, Porter said on the record that they think he'll be a, a, could be a core piece of this team. So yeah, I think they definitely want to keep him, and it's not that's not necessarily shocking given the the type of year he's had, and he's definitely been in a role that he's allowed to create more. And I wonder, not having, this is something I'll ask him. Not having Iguain on the field, if that's allowed him to do more, because well, they're yeah, very they're, similar yeah, they're, players. Yeah, They
2: both need the ball, right? And we've we've talked about that. I, I I've always said that you know when he's on, when Iguain's on the field, he controls the ball and dictates the ball. Where Pedro, I think early on in his career, struggled with going down the flank and not getting the ball. And as he's had the ball more in the last three or four months and playing a little bit more in the middle, I think he's I think he's accelerated uh, his confidence. And and with with all sports. You know, your confidence is up. You start to play a lot better,
1: and they they have some wingers now that can yep. extend the field, which they didn't have in in the past. So I'm sure that's affected it too.
2: Yeah, I think they should get them.
1: And uh, them.
2: we need another Pedro question, but um, the second part of this question is uh, what positions will be a priority in this off season? So I guess we could go down the roster. Yeah, if we let's. Want to, well, or?
1: Uh, there's one question. I remember it. it's from Keith Noss, a friend of, friend of the pod. He said, "Can you say that pod father? Can you say yeah. friend of the pod?" Is it trademark? You get a,
0: you're yeah. a free pass.
1: Mm. That's kind of tra- did Ohio State trademark it? Kind of, kind of. No, that would be the front of the pod. Of the, pod. <laughs> the question was like, if you have you have five million dollars, where do you spend it? I think for sure, a central attacking midfielder. I get an electric-, electric car. Well, that would have to be a trade, right? right. I, I don't think so. I mean, Sounds how they much, got Tam and Gam? How much Tam and Gam? That's Barber Bucks. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're you're going the range of. Uh, over what the crew got for Justin Miram when they traded him to Orlando if you're trying to get Nagby. But I, th- I think you want a central attacking midfielder and I wouldn't rule out a striker if they find the right one. You know, obviously they extended Jossie, but I think you look at yeah, central defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder to replace Higuain if the club decides what, he's what, not what going do we know?
0: What do we know about Higuain right now?
1: Look, I, I haven't been told anything on the record, so I can't say for sure but if you just look at it i mean common sense wise 35 coming off an injury i think it depends on what iguain might see his role as if he wants to stick around with the club in columbus i, I could I, see him I, allow I feel, him to come yeah. back on a lesser role maybe
2: i feel like if he's on the field he's going to play like he's played like i i have a hard time seeing him kind of change up his role let's say after an injury very, or, he's a very proud man yeah that's what i'm saying a very proud yeah. man. I tend to agree.
0: I think that uh, the attacking midfielder is where where I'd spend my money. And they're going to they're going to spend five or six. I mean, on somebody at some position. Um, other than that,
2: I think maybe another another maybe left back or right back just in case there's another injury. I know they got the guy from Scotland.
1: They got hammered this um, year there. Yeah, yeah. Chris Cadden will yeah. be the backup at right back. I think for Harry.
2: But then I also think you're going to lose. I mean, you can't have so many. I mean, how many? Uh, I don't know what Wayland's yeah. contracts, but he hasn't played well. Right. So I,
1: I if gets up, I don't know if the club brings him back. He's been knocked. And then you know you have Milton Valenzuela, who's, who's who will out. be the starter. Hector Jimenez will be I, come I back think, from injury. Yeah.
2: I think you have him because he's a Swiss Army knife. He can oh, yeah, play he's played well. outside, middle, back. Yeah,
1: you know. the center back is interesting because they have a lot yeah. of players, it, and we'll see how much Lawless did improve in Colorado when he comes back here too. But yeah, I think central attacking midfielder, maybe a striker, and central defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder being the priority. All right, we're good. They're good
0: at goal. Yeah. All right,
1: Kyle. What do you think? Here's the roster. I mean, maybe another winger. Yeah, that you got David Akam Acom leaving.
0: Akam's not on that particular list because yeah. we're looking forward.
1: But then you think, like, they get a, yeah. and Just attacking midfielder, they move Santos back to winger, and their yeah. depth is fine there. I like Santos yeah. on the outside.
2: I, I think the, the heart of the, the issue is the central mid. I mean, I think you have to figure out what's going to happen and also figure out what, what Trap wants to do if he wants to stay here or if he wants to move. And He's entering his final year yeah. of his contract next year.
1: So that'll be interesting to see. But well,
2: then as far as... You know, forwards. I mean, you also have JJ uh, J. Williams, who's been playing and scoring a couple goals down in the minors, or sorry, second league, or whatever you want to call it. But
0: minors is all right. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Kyle? Is that I think that's about it. Do you want to say anything else about the roster?
2: All right. What, what about the housework?
0: Who, who's who's injured this week? What do they look like heading into uh,
1: Atlanta next week? Yeah. Oh, well, they're they're hitting a break now. Right. So the they have the international break. Um, Luis Diaz with Costa Rican national team. That's great experience for him. Of course, Zardes and
0: Trap were selected.
1: Yep, and the U.S. plays Friday against El Tri. Did they officially okay Diaz? He yeah. did he start? Yeah, he started because Mokhtar did not. Mokhtar has a bit of a. Uh, hip issue but I think he's had that because he it's like the preseason for him you know he's yeah. still kind of getting fit a little bit Abubakar Keita had a they were almost out of center backs and <laughs> then came in He he's played real well I think Josh Williams is still a little hurt I've seen Eddie Apoku walk around with a big boot on his foot I didn't ask specifically what that is I just don't think he factors much into the equation at all he's played all year on USL but they got a week to get healthy
0: all right, that's it. So they're hitting the uh, international break two weeks, and then they're at Atlanta on, uh, is that a Saturday
1: or Sunday game? Saturday. 13th, I believe. 13th. 14th? 14th. One of 14th. Those, whatever the Saturday is. Yeah, 14th. 7, 14, 21. fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Friday the 13th coming up. Yeah, scary.
0: That's the first day
1: of NHL training camp. woo There you go.
0: So that's it for this week's edition of the Soccer Speakeasy. We likely will talk next week, although there's a lull with the uh, the international uh, break coming up. Um, definitely, we'll be talking after the Atlanta game, that's for sure. And so, for the Podfather Patrick Flaherty and Kyle Robertson, Jacob Myers, I'm Mike A. Race. Check out at Dispatch Alerts on Twitter. Check out Dispatch.com. You can find all of Jacob's stuff there. My stuff. Kyle's Photo Galleries, and uh, Jacob runs a Facebook page for fans too, that uh, it gets a fair amount of traffic. Do you? Uh,
1: how much data mining do you do on that site, Jacob? Oh, I worry about the, the web team here can do that <laughs> stuff. So this would be Patrick's fault? Yep. No, Patrick's done a fine job. He looks
0: like a data miner. Well, thanks again, and Patrick, you can kick us out of here now.